crazy, baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate. Separate and segregate. Don't celebrate quite yet. The storm is coming. Cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate. Instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate. Intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait. Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood. Till I see the golden gates. Troubadour and troubled souls want to God's service, blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents. Oh, one day I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, or we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness.
Well, hey guys, it's Pastor Randy here with uh, uh, with Tactical Discipleship. I'm gonna bring Aaron on in just a few minutes. Uh, Richard hasn't uh, made it, um, but uh, just wanted to say hello. Let me get let me get Aaron in here. There we go. There he is. What's up, Are Aaron? You ready? Good man. What's happening? Um, Good brother. Thank you. I uh, hope you guys like that song. It's by Struggle Jennings and, and Clay, uh, 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 Caitlin, I forget her last name. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a really, really, really cool song. And I, I thought it would be appropriate from what the discussion that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so, hey, what's going on, Aaron? How you been, brother? Good, man. I'm excited to do this. I, I really enjoy uh, real-life topics and real-life talks, man. And I've, I've enjoyed uh, what you bring in and I'm excited to do this, man. Yeah, you know, I thought so. I thought Christianity and socialism was a good topic because um, that's where our country's going into. You know what I mean? And 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 there is, um, you know, what what did Hitler do? You know, the first thing he took out was religion. You know what I mean? And then you know he took out the guns, and then he took out this, and he took out that, and uh, and then it went right into communism. You know, and and that's and that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing that whole scoop, but they're did they're trying to do it all slightly, like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like there's some places right now where gas is almost five dollars a gallon. That's crazy, man. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm someone who says, you know, money's great and you can control people to a degree, but uh, money can't be eaten. If you really want to control things, you control food. Yep. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and when you can't afford to buy your food, you're struggling. But when food itself becomes, you know, short supplied, you're in big trouble. Absolutely, and you know the, the the big thing about it is as well is is that, you know, a friend of mine and I we went out to Huntington Beach yesterday. We went out to Orange County first. We went to uh, Mrs. Knotts to eat over at her restaurant at Knotts Berry Farm, and then we went out to the beach. And there's a whole supply chain. I mean, dude, there was like about 60, 60 container ships sitting right now on the water all the way from long beach all the way to huntington beach california you know and that that kind of in a sense points an arrow at what we're kind of getting at to now with the socialism you know it's when people think they deserve something and they don't get it and and we we think we want to redistribute we want to do this and we want to have what we want to have but there's a a, a real problem coming and i think a lot of us are going to have to start facing our greed and our our want for luxury our complacency and these supply shortages, I mean, I'm not someone, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, when is the church going to actually start really, truly praying real prayers and say, hey, we need the persecution, we need the suffering? Because when times of suffering in scriptures, when you can see the church boomed, in times of persecution, it's spread out farther. And you know what I mean? And even within China and these other places where they're being persecuted, it's growing like no tomorrow, you know? And that, that's sad to say, suffering brings out the best and the worst in us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I think a lot of what, what is happening today in our economy um, just goes to show with, with all those tin hats been saying for, you know, the tin wearing people, the conspiracy theorists have been saying for the last 50 years, man, this is what's going to happen, guys. And, and you think we're you think we're crazy or think you're that. But check it out. It's happening. You know, what I mean, and, and it does. So I have a question for Aaron since Richard's not on quite yet. Um, does Christianity and socialism, are they compatible? You know, I, I would say it's, there's, there's a line that's being blurred here and socialism as a theory, 
as an idea sounds really good. Just like communism on paper sounds really good. But when you put it in people's hands and you start to play it out, there is no place in the world that it has actually worked out for the benefit of the people. You know, you can go on Indian reservations in America and see what heavy duty, you know, government oversight and kind of the idea of socialism, everybody gets this and everybody gets that and they're miserable places. You know what I mean? Not, not the, you know, Indians themselves and the natives say nothing on them, but the reservations themselves and the condition they're living in are miserable. Yeah. You and know, it, 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 in it, the end, it's not compatible because it's forced. It's kind of forced grace, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like in the book of Acts where, you know, uh, let's see if I, I was just kind of looking at some scripture verses here. And one of them was in uh, the book of Acts where it says that um, that the, the, the grace of God filled their hearts so much so that they actually chose to do these things. The socialism is, is forced and that's not the way Christianity is supposed to work. And anybody who's claiming that Christianity promotes that or it's in line with Christianity is straight up lying to themselves and lying to other people because it is not. You know, if, if Satan can rebel in the face of God and God didn't zap him and make him disappear, then God allows people to make their own choices. And that's very pivotal aspect for the kingdom itself. You know, when people are forced to be servants, they're not going to be as loyal. They're not going to do what they would do if they cho had a choice to be loyal. That, that There's a very different loyalty thing happening there, you know. And I just, I do not think in any way, shape or form that Christianity and socialism jive at all. Well, it, it, it can't jive because, I mean, if, if you look in the time of Jesus, when Jesus was born, he was born in a form of socialism. You know what I mean? Because the Romans had literally taken over Jerusalem, literally taken over Israel, literally having this, right? And and you look at that, and he was born into that. You know what I mean? Um, oh, there's Richard right there. He's finally on. Let me add him to the stream. Um, and um, I think that a lot of what, you know, Jesus had to deal with that all through his whole life. You know what I mean? deal with the, 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 the and I'll say this, communism, because of the, the strong rule of the Romans, it, that is considered communism, if you think about it, you know what I mean, in, in today's language, you know what I'm saying, um, right, right. and then, and then we have, you know, um, we have the big government con control over everything, you know what I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, um, you know, Getting, I get hit up by different different recruiters hitting me up for jobs, man, because no one wants to work right now. You know what I mean? Right. No, no one wants to, to to do anything right now because oh, we want to wait for the big money. There is no big money coming, and and that's what these people are are. are. What's up, Richard? What's going on? Oh man, How you doing, Richard. Obviously, I'm on. <laughs> He said he didn't get the link, and I was like, okay, so I sent it to him on his phone. Um, I'm sending it to my Gmail, so. Well, that's, I did I did send it to your Gmail, though. That's all right. That's all good. Um, so, now I'm just getting kind of messed up. Well, I think it's one of the things that's important to recognize and note about socialism is that all communists, and communism is socialist. Oh, But fully. most, a lot of people who are socialists like to say they're not all communists. When in reality, socialism itself has proven itself to always degrade into socialism. And socialism is not so much a political debate for us as Christians as it is a moral debate. 
right? It's you want, you know, you, you people like things for free. Everybody likes a freebie, but in truth, that, that freebie that comes through socialism is robbing someone else. And so then we violate the commandment, thou shalt not steal. It, it legitimizes coveting. You, you, just because you're not wealthy, you doesn't mean it's okay to covet, you know, Bezos money or somebody else's money. Like, hey, if the guy worked for it, he worked for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Pablo Escobar put in the effort to be the, the kingpin he was. He worked for it, right? Despite the fact the guy was, you know, who was who he was. It's not as Christians, we need to go back to the staples of the Ten Commandments and realize this is a moral debate. It's not okay to vote in stealing and make it right. It's not okay to make a political system that makes coveting okay, right? And that's really kind of what it starts to create. So we, as true Christians, based on biblical foundations, right? So we have to kind of solidify that nowadays. We have to realize this is a moral discussion and, and it's a morally incorrect system because it, it, it promulgates these types of things and makes it okay when, hey, just because everybody needs to be equal and we want to take care of people doesn't mean we institute a system that now makes stealing okay, coveting okay, right? Making the government God, really, in the end. You know what I mean? So this, this, it continue it, it, it moves away from politics immediately when you, when you're biblically based. It, it, it does because it, again, it, it becomes a, a moral compass. It becomes a moral thing. You know what I mean? I mean, can, can, can we really, you know, um, we have one guy that said is CRT is a tool for Marxism. Absolutely. It, 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 it totally, oh, yeah. totally is. Thanks Fernando. Um, it, it is completely, a tool for Marxism and, and it's, um, and, and that's where we're headed. I mean, if, if you look at everything that's going on on the news, as well as what we're seeing in social media, you know, now, now, now they're going after, you know, Mark Zuckerberg for, uh, the kids being beat up and, and taken advantage of over Facebook, you know what I mean? And, and, and so they're, they're going to be putting a lot more rules and they're going to be putting a lot more things. And then, now what they did out the port of Long Beach, Long Beach just passed a law that those ships that Biden is holding up right now, right, for, from getting, you know, unloaded and taken out and stuff like that, uh, they're charging him $100 a day for sitting on the water. I mean, our, our, our economic system is just being sl slowly siphoned and, in, 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 you know, uh, squandered completely and totally. Yeah, not slowly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, at this point, I mean, I agree with you. At this point, the the process has sped up, but it's been yeah. it's been slowly squandered over a long period of time, and in our complacency, our our mental ineptitude, and and lack of zeal for having education and being involved in what's going on. Now, all of a sudden, we think that the answer is to come out and say, "Well, we'll just do socialism and make it all right." No, that's not going to work. It's too damn. It's just, you know, hey, yes, excuse me, but it's just too damn late. The only way to fix what's what needs to be fixed now is to let the entire system come, fall apart. As someone who does construction, you cannot build a new house on a broken foundation. You must right. let it all. It has to be all ripped out and completely reestablished. And this is where we are in desperate need of God and and the return of our Lord to to establish His kingdom here on earth. Because we, I mean, and I'll take. Blame, too, as part of the church. We as a church have failed miserably. And now we're buying into this uh, Christian socialism idea and stuff. Like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it is funny. It's, it's, you know, we have what we call the woke church, right? 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's like, you know, um, amen, Aaron, right there, brother. Um, and, and, and it's like, you know, all these, it, it, it's, it's like all these people, they want to allow the government to tell them what to do. And then you have some pastors out there like Hibbs and, and a few others out there that are, that are saying, I'm not closing my doors. You can't make me, you know, John MacArthur, you know, you have J, uh, James Coates up in uh, Canada who actually, they, that government put him in a maximum security prison because he wouldn't shut his doors to his, his congregation. You know what I mean? He wouldn't comply with the government standard, the government mandate. And you, let, 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 let's, let's, let's understand what a mandate is. See, when, when, when you look at a mandate, we're looking at something that isn't been in the law. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Bill of Rights. It hasn't been made law yet, okay? Because no one, it's a mandate. It's, they're telling you, this is what you need to do. You don't have to do it. But everybody, you see everybody wearing a mask. You have everybody still social distancing. And we know what this, what this COVID-19 thing is, all, is, is, is done. We didn't know from the beginning and I understood it. I was like, all right, I'll wear a mask. All right. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, 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 I'll social distance, you know, just for others. You know, I don't really, I believe that this is a, a political, a political play, but for others. And people were dying over this COVID-19 thing. Now... We already know what it's going to do. And now they're mandating vaccines. And now, like, this past weekend, New York City lost 300 of their police officers and fire department workers because they didn't want to get, they didn't, they didn't want to get the, the vaccine. You know, first it was this. It's COVID-19, and it was this, it was this. And it's going to kill millions of people. It's going to wipe out the human population and all this stuff. And now it's like, oh, now, now we're going to make you take the vaccine. Uh, sorry, no one's going to make me do anything. And voila, socialism turns into communism. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just like that. I mean, how do you catch a fish, man? You put bait on a hook. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plain and simple. It ain't going to bite the hook unless the bait is there. And I don't know about y'all and any people listening to this, but my mama taught me not to take candy from strangers. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering how many people's mamas didn't teach them not to take candy from strangers. Right. Guns, donuts, food, money to get get this, this vaccine thing. When I'm like, is anybody reading the American Medical Dictionary of Diseases? Coronavirus is literally labeled as a common cold. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's American Medical Dictionary of Diseases. You know what I mean? So, and yes, things can mutate and things can be messed with in a lab, we'll say. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's, some things are just pointing the way they're pointing. But in the end, the, the way to catch that fish is to put bait on that hook. And a lot of people are, are they're hooked. And once that hook is in a fish, man, it doesn't come out easy. And, and also, you know I mean? it's just like what you said earlier er, earlier in the show, you know, you, you want to you control people. And how do you do that? food you know what i mean i mean like, like look what happened look what happened when covid 19 first came out you know what i mean um the toilet paper and uh, the paper towels and <laughs> and all this stuff disappeared off the shelves and and and, and, and you know I, I it was just like i was i went into walmart one time and, and i was just like you couldn't find any toilet paper you couldn't find any paper towels you couldn't find you know certain things milk was like couldn't find milk anywhere you know what I mean? And I was laughing. I was like, these people are just crazy. 
They're, 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 I, I'm they're waiting so to see the toilet paper thin. diet come out to the ad, next to the Atkins diet. I'm like, who's eating this stuff, man? <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> That'd be funny. I mean, like the whole Atkins thing is gone. You know what I mean? But, but you know, it, it's, it's, and, 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 and Richard, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the same question that I hit uh, Aaron with, right? Is, is Christianity and socialism, is that compatible in your, in, in, in your purview? Not compatible, but I mean, even if you look back at Jesus's time when he was living in the times that he was living in was a little bit more rough than how we got it now. And the thing is, is that (laughs) Christianity, every time it's, it's try, they try to stomp it out or, you know, basically get rid of every Christian on the earth or tell us that we can't pray or anything like that. It usually grows the church more. You know, um, that sure we're about to come big, heavy, uh, you know, socialist uh, run government. But at the end of it, you know, God's in control and, you know, there's nothing that we could really do about it because it's all in God's plan anyways, you know. So is it compatible? No, but we still flourish through it. We still make it through it. You know, we're going to be under uh, heavy attack like we've already been. But, you know, as long as there's men of faith that stay strong and and people see that. And that's what ends up drawing more people to the Lord because they see how strong your faith is and that you're not afraid of the government. You know, we're not called to take up our arms and fight we're called to lay down our life you know and the normal thing for us as christians is to fight back like you know given the from the old testament all the way up before jesus um came to earth he or was born he it was always war 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 and then jesus stepped on on the scene and it totally changed the name of the game you know, and I hate to be rude, guys, but uh, something I just do, I don't mean to cut you off, Richard. Uh, I stop at 120 every day to uh, say a prayer. Um, oh, yeah. Pastor, I don't want to be rude, but it's just it's, it. it's my, my thing, man. Have it, have it. Father God, I just want to say so. thank you so very much for technology that allows us to do something as simple as set an alarm. You live outside of time and you've given us the great power and ability to live within time and declare your sovereignty over the the days and the hours of our lives um, and acknowledge you. And what a pivotal time in history to practice such a thing, to put you square in the middle of our day, stop what we're doing, put anything aside, even those things which are good, put them aside to put you first and and center. Um, And Lord, we as a nation need you front and center at this time. I pray that your spirit would continue to be in our conversation, inflame our hearts and our minds, um, that we would um, truly speak and walk in the path that you would have. And I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, wow. That was was awesome. Yeah, it's not compatible. It's not, man. It's not. And this whole, this whole woke agenda and the CRT and and this new stuff that's being taught to our kids and, and stuff like that, man, it's, you know, I mean, we, you know, and I'm not going to bag on the LGBTQ plus, uh, alternative, whatever you want to, they've got, they keep adding to the whole thing. 
You know what I mean? But I, I don't think it's right that that you have drag queens going in and and doing uh, read a book with a drag queen. You know what I mean? I, I just they have no bro, com- uh, bro. You called it agenda. Agenda. Anything that's pushed, and and I'm I'm gonna say this from a, a point a perspective, okay? And again, you just forgive me, but if I was black. If I was gay, if I was any of those things, I would be pissed right now because those people are being pimped as an agenda mm-hmm. by a government that doesn't give a damn about them. Exactly. Uh, they're all they're all pawns in, in political, you know, uh, players, you know, chess pieces, really. And so you, you nailed it. That agenda is exactly what this is. And most people don't even know that if you do your research, a little bit of research into see it, you know, um, declassified CIA and, and FBI documents, your TV is actually classified as a weapon of psychological warfare. Oh, absolutely. Literally. You know what I mean? It is classified as that by them. So, you know, we, we have to realize that, again, I think we as Christians, uh, I want to say I think it was Leonidas, but it was the old Spartan, you know, thing that, you know, a soft landscape makes a soft person. And we, the, I always say within 120 Army, right, uh, is in my distress, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. He's you know, Psalms 120, and that's what we base it on. But what's more distressing than luxury? We've, we've been trained and we believe that we need to get to that point, that luxury is not having to do anything, not, not having to work and money coming in and living a fat lifestyle and these Instagram posting you know, nut jobs to think that everything's a vacation when it's like that's not how it works. And we've, we've allowed Satan's lie. That, oh, I'm just going to go take that kingdom. I'm just going to go take that crown. I'm just going to go raise myself up to that. And it's like, no, you don't do that. And Jesus, that's why it's so pivotal for the church to get back to the scriptures and realize Jesus literally sweated blood. You know what I mean? Tears and gave his life to get the crown that he has. And, and that's one of the things that we really overlook is there's six pieces of armor. Why not seven if seven is the holy number of God? We have six pieces of, of armor and six is the number of man, six is you know, the number of the beast, all this other stuff. But what's the one thing that we are fighting for that Satan wants to? That seventh thing is the crown, the crown of glory. And that can only be earned. It cannot just it's not something I'm not saying you earn your salvation. It's salvation is given to you. That opportunity is there. But your crown is not something that you just claim and take like Satan did. And that's what we're in a mentality now of. It's just, oh, it, God's going to give it all to me. Why would he give it all to you when he expected his own son to be raised up on a cross? He brought him out of the grave because there's more work to be done, more souls to be found and saved and prove that, hey, look, it's not this isn't one of those just laying down on the ground things that I'm going to do it all for you. When did God ever say in Scripture, hey, chill out, guys, this is going to be really easy. I'll take care of this. No, I got a plan, but you're going to need to walk around that city seven times. You're going to need to blow those chauffeurs. You're going to need to go over there and do this. Right. He always had a warring people. And we think that we don't we shouldn't have to war at all it's a it's a grace gummy bear god is what i always say and, and we're going to get our lotto scratcher prayers answered and stuff you know the big one's going to come when it's like man get your butt out there and do what needs to be done so i'm sorry for my rant no you know no I mean? good it's, it's 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 all good stuff man and you're right man i mean that, that's what matthew 28 is is, is all it's when matthew wrote matthew 28 is it, that's what it's all about it's going out and making disciples of all nations and all things you know what i mean and and it's you know this is something that is needed. The church, the church, the, the, the American gospel is so weak as far as it's concerned nowadays is, is that, you know, people don't really know the word of God today. You know what I mean? 
You ask him, what's your favorite scripture? Oh, John 3.16. No, 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 really, really. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one that's been blown out, man. What's your favorite scripture? You know what I mean? And they don't have one. You know what I mean? They they, 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 they think of the, the normal ones, you know what I mean? And it was like the first scripture that, that I ever memorized, you know, was Galatians 2.20. You know what I mean? That was one of them that I memorized. I am crucified with Christ. It's not I that live, but God lives within me. And the life that I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who gave himself and died for me. You know, the whole analogy of that is, is that when you become saved, it's the old man goes up on that cross, just like Paul said, my old man went up on that cross with Jesus. Now I'm the new man. You know what I mean? And, and there's a lot of people today that don't have a real understanding of what the gospel really, really, truly means. And it's sad. Like we said before, uh, Richard came on, we were just kind of chatting a little bit, you know, sadly, scriptures become like statistics and you can make it say whatever you want. There's people who justify homosexuality. There's people who justify now that this socialism thing. And I've heard of, you know, my daughter's away at college and there's progressive Christians now, woke Christians. And I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And that's exactly where it's going to lead you. Like that's, that's the road to hell. And many there are that go that way, you know? So I just, it's, it, it baffles me. And the fact that people will sit back and so passively let someone else say, tell them about scripture. And that's one of the things that I like about, you know, your videos that you do, that you, you break down words, you break down, you know, what you're talking about. And that's one of the things that I think all pastors should be telling their, their congregations is, hey, challenge me. But that's, that's not what they want most of the time. You know? No, they, 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 want, they want their ears tickled. They want the feel good. Um, I love you gospel, you know, and, and they don't want to look at the other side of God, which is a wrathful, jealous God. They don't want to look at that. He, that, that doesn't exist. Well, show me where in the Bible where it doesn't say that he's not only a loving God, but he is a wrathful and jealous God. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear all about that. Well, why not? Yeah. This this when is the where Bible the fear talks this, more about the wrath of God than it does the love of God, literally by numbers. Well, I mean, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? What, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and it's like if if you look at you know the breakdown of Scripture, it's you know, it's like I was telling my I was telling my friend uh, the other day, I was like, look, Paul was a smart aleck. You know, if if we really want to look at Paul's life, he was a murderer. He was a killer. He was a straight killer. You know what I mean? And, and, and people don't want to look at Paul in that, but, but Paul's loving and he's, no, if you look at Paul's writings, he's a smart aleck. He's challenging things. You know what I mean? And, 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 and when his conversion, his conversion was the first radical conversion that's ever known and ever known to be written down. And that's when he was on the road to Damascus. And then he had an encounter with this, the, with Jesus and he got blind three days go by. He doesn't eat nothing. Doesn't drink anything. He's in constant prayer. And, and he sees this vision of Ananias coming, laying hands on him, gets his sights back. If that were to happen to people today, literally things would be way different. There would be a lot more warriors out there fighting for the faith, fighting I for that, That's the problem. We've, we've redefined what it is we're working for. Well, Instead of working for the kingdom, we're working for our own luxury. And, and you know, as, as it's said in scripture, you know, the sword will never touch us. We'll never see famine. We'll never see these things. We're God's people. And it's like, yeah, guess what? 
they were eating their own kids. Yep. They <laughs> you were. know what I mean? <laughs> you know, literally. So, you know, it, America, had, we've gotten to that point and the church has gotten to that point. And I, I would say that most of the problems we're seeing on the, the cultural scene, the political scene, are failures within the church itself mm. to, to stand up for what it should. Because the, the very moral fiber of, of most of our laws, well, before it was a system of legalities, it was a legal system. And those, most of those laws are built on the back of the Ten Commandments. But we as a church have found ways around them and found ways of lessening them rather than, like I, I said earlier, God's people were always a warring and ready people. Oh, all the time. You know? And, and I think... I, we're always I think there, the, but they, you know? Yeah. I, Sorry, think, well, I think one of the main things is what's happened is, is, is church has become a business. You know what I mean, and 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 church it, it, and and churches become four walls. It's you know, and, and Richard and I we have discussions about that. It's become a name. You know, you go to Water of Life, or you go to Rock Harbor, or you go here, and there's no unity in the church anymore because if 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 you're not of the same faith, if if you're a Calvinist or you're a a, a non-denominational, or you're a charismatic, there's no unity. Period. There's been a lot a line drawn, and that line should have never been drawn in the first place. Just because Calvinists have more of a reformed view, and then you have the charismatics who are a little bit kind of out there, but they still believe in the gospel of Christ, and then you have the non-denominationals, and you have all this. There's no unity. You know what I mean? Everything has become, you know, everything has become something like, you know, you know. It's, it's, it's like non-essentials, like, like eschatology, right? People have drawn lines with, with, with eschatology. If you don't believe, if you're not a post-mill, we don't want you in our camp. I mean, where's the unity in the body of Christ? You know what I mean? I mean I've, I've, I've talked to pastors who straight up almost cried at the table when having breakfast or lunch with them about the division that, that occurred in their congregation because of coronavirus and who was masked, who wasn't, who believed this, who believed that. And their congregation literally was divided into several of them said, I would never open my doors again if I didn't have to. I, I just, you could see the heartbreak in them. Yeah, you know I mean, because the, the the real division and that hypercriticalness totally. I mean, that's that sets the stage for all the BLM stuff we got going on. All the you know who's who, who's what. It's like, man, you're in America. Be a damn American. Yeah, it, you don't ever hear anybody talking about the Mexico dream, the Haiti dream. It's the American dream, even to this day. Yeah. So yeah, come yeah. and live the dream and stop waving other flags and start waving this flag. You know, what I mean, and not to to soapbox it, but I mean, hey, the, the church is the exact same way. Well, I fly this flag. Well, I'm from this group over here. And you think when you go see, you know, the the pearly gates and you're standing there, Jesus is going to say, oh, you were part of the right crowd. Come on. Oh, you were part of that denomination. He don't give a damn. (laughs) You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with it. It's you and how you affected the people around you and what you contributed or didn't contribute, period. You know, and getting back to that again, now we have to face the wrath of God and, and take real responsibility for who and what we're doing rather than. I mean, why would anybody believe in a church that can't get along? Like, man, you guys hate each other. Yep. You know, they love each other the way you want to be loved. Isn't that you're supposed to do? And you guys are over there like, oh, these guys, and he got smashed, and he Bible-thumped him. Like, man, just because I break a piece of glass doesn't mean it stops being glass. It's just in pieces now. You walk between those pieces of glass, you're going to get cut. And that's exactly what's happening. And people are getting cut and hurt by the church mentality rather than the last time I was asked, you know, what's your home church to some old retired pastor? I said, I am the damn church. And he didn't like that at all. You know, but I'm the damn church. You know what I mean? And I'm going to live that way. I don't care. I'm not here to try to please you. 
I'm here to live it out the way I'm supposed to live it out. And, and if it's kamikaze, which is not suicide pilot, it's divine wind or breath of God. They're ready to go down when the bullets are done being fired and set aflame whatever it is they're going after. And that's what the church needs is a mentality in their hearts. And they're like, hey, man, I'm not here to talk about what church I'm a member of in my home church. My home is a church. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, take it how you want. I'm not trying to be a smart ass. It's just that's the mentality we need to get back to. And now the churches are being closed. Look at we're locked in our homes with all of our demons because that's where those demons rest. And some people just can't handle it. They're falling apart. They're getting drugged out. They're committing suicide. All these things are happening because now we're coming face to face with our demons. And I'm of the belief that judgment has already started. People are waiting for the gavel to fall and Jesus to show up. But deliberations start before that criminal comes into the courtroom. The last thing that happens is the gavel falls and we're proving whether we're sheep or goats, so to speak. You know what I mean? And, and people just don't see it. It's happening now. Yeah, and, and, and I totally kind of agree with I, I not kind of I really agree with that. It is is we're at that point of, you know, hey, you know what I mean? Are, are are you with him? Because I mean, I mean, he said if 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 you're not with me, you're against me. There's no gray area in that. If if you're not with me, if you're not mine, then you're against me. You know what I mean? And and we have to look at that, and we have to you know uh, uh, us reformers. We, we say scripture alone, like scripture is the ultimate authority, right? And, and, and that is the, the standard, right? So if we look at scripture, man, it, 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 it talks about the wrath of God. It talks about the love of God. It talks about the wrath, I mean, uh, the love of Jesus. And, and, and look at what the, I mean, dude, Paul was shipwrecked four to, three or four times. He was stoned, beaten. And, and, and when, when we get, when something happens and, and it's, it's happened to me too. So, you know, and both of you guys know it, you know what I mean? It's, it's like everybody wants to freak out and do this and, and, and defend themselves when it, God is the lawyer, the judge and the defender. And, and we need to understand that, that when we get persecuted now, whether it's somebody talking crap about us or somebody steals from us or whatever, right. That shows that we're his. You know, if we're being persecuted because we're Christians, that's we're his, and 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 that's and that's where the the church is 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 fallen away from. You know, when people get persecuted, it's like, oh, I'm going to take you to court. Well, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Well, what is what does God say about taking people to court? What does God say about you know uh, uh, doing dirty to somebody else? You know what I'm saying? And 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 we have to look at that. You know, in, in regards to the socialism thing, I, I wanted to read a scripture verse here. It's, it's Acts chapter 4, 32 and 35. It says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, all that there were uh, no, no needy persons among them. Uh, from that time, to, from time to time, those who owned land uh, or sold houses brought that money and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed. You know, it's God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that these things occurred. You know, and and because of the fact that we've we're being sold emotions for vehicles. You know, the Subaru is love, and it's like, dude, it's a damn car. <laughs> it's a piece of metal that doesn't give a crap about you. You know what I mean? If people rep the Lord or rep their family as much as they do the Raiders, you know, or some other team that doesn't give a crap about you, they're raising their prices. They're going to make you get vaccinated. They're moving out of town. They don't care about you. 
You know, but if we if we repped each other and repped the Lord in that same way, could you imagine what the church and what this nation would, and the world itself would be like? Instead, we like you said, you know, non nonprofits doesn't mean you don't have to be nonprofitable. You know what I mean, be a, be a profit to your neighbor rather than trying to get profits for yourself. Exactly. We, we buy into this idea that it, you know, you got to. We need socialism to give us the answer. No, you need the, the, the God's grace powerfully at work in your heart is what you need. You need the and gospel of Christ. Themselves, right? <laughs> you, need, you need the gospel of Christ in your Amen. life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what that's what a lot of people lack. Even even in the church, you know, that they, they go to all these these ministries, men's ministries and stuff like that. And, and, uh, um, and, and what a lot of these guys that, that are there, man, they're, they're just there so they can go to something. I mean, are you really living out your faith? Are you sharing the gospel? Are you sharing the gospel in your workplace, even though you can get fired? Are you doing these things? Because that's, what's commanded of us, right? It, it, it's not a, it's not a, well, I'm going to wait till the opportunity opens to share my faith. I'm going to share my faith, you know, and, and I'm going to do that. It's like, you know, when I first became a Christian, I went through 17 jobs in one year. Want to know why? I couldn't shut up about Jesus. 17 jobs in one year I went through. When I, when I, when I first, it was the first year, it was in, it was in 2016. And I, I first recommitted my life to Christ and I was like, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening. And I went through 17 jobs because I kept getting fired for sharing Jesus with my coworkers. And that's, that's, that's what we need, man. You know what I mean? I don't, I, for me, I'm of the belief that I'm not sure why so many Christians, you know, uh, are in, in a kind of a mindset of like, you know, oh, you know, you don't hang out with turkeys because you'll be a turkey and it's like, well, if an eagle never shows up and tells those turkeys, they're not turkeys, they're eagles pecking at the ground, they've gotten fat and forgot, then how do they know they're eagles? Don't stay there and start pecking at the ground yourself, but hey, show up. You know what I mean? Don't don't reject the LGBT or the gay person on the grounds of their sin because until a, sorry guys, but until a fiery fine chariot picks your ass up, you're broke like the rest of us. Amen. Deal with it. You know what I mean? And go, go actually minister now. And I would say now is the greatest time in history to be sharing the gospel and be a member of, uh, of Christ's army, because how many opportunities are there to share the gospel, to preach that? No, God is not a respecter of color, culture, any of that stuff. You know, God doesn't hate you because you're, he loves the sinner before you were even anything. He loved you and laid down his life for you. That's why he came. So I'll show up. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're this. I'll, get away from me. You're you're gay. You're you're this. You're that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, man. Sit down. Let's talk. You know what I mean? And that that becomes the opportunity rather than we. You know, it's easy to bark loud in your kennel is what I always say. You go in your 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 war room or your closet or your church, and it's easy to bark loud there. Go bark the same out on the street, and mm-hmm. see what happens. And that's that's why I'm someone who purveys and practices 120. Uh, you know, Pastor Randy, you know, every day 120 p.m. my alarm is set. And when it goes off, I will stop and pray. I'll invite somebody to pray. I don't care where I'm at. Hey, are you are you a praying person? Are you a person of faith? Hey, would you would you mind praying with me, or can I pray for you? And it opens up opportunities to share that love for others rather than preach at them, because preaching gospel to people who don't have God, you got to be kidding me. You know, no God before me. He's not their God. They don't care. Yeah. But if you take the Ten Commandments and switch it upside down, and hey, 
maybe you shouldn't want what's not yours. Do you get that? Yeah, I get that because I don't want nobody wanting my girlfriend or my wife or my, my stuff. Yeah, so let's start there. And then we can work our way backwards to the point that now you understand the viability and the need for God in your life. Got it. And then now they're on the path. Rather than we try to cram down their throats, you know, oh, no other God before me. And they're like, I don't care. He's not my God. You know what I mean? We got to start really logistically, tactically, like your, you know, tactical discipleship. We got to start thinking tactical. There's no division in the kingdom of the devil. That's why they're so good at what they do. Absolutely. It's the division is actually happening in God's army because we have it. He's giving us a choice and we're showing how goofy we are and how selfish and egotistical we are. Well, I'm right. You're wrong. I don't give a crap. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he died? Do you believe he came back from the grave? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go find somebody who doesn't. I don't want to sit and talk theology and doctrine with you. I don't care if you're Jehovah Witness, Mormon, Catholic, Lutheran, Baptist. I don't give a crap. As long as you accept that Jesus is the king, he, he, he is the one. It's his gospel. Can we agree? Yeah. Well, then let's go find somebody who doesn't and doesn't have an, an understanding of that. Stop bickering among the, nine, among the 99 and go find that one. You know what I mean? And so that is I, my perception of where we're at and why it is that now socialism is Christian socialism. We're going to make you be friendly. Isn't that what they did in kindergarten? <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, share those color crayons. Yeah, you know I mean, we're gonna make you do it. Like, no, nah, man, here, use my crayons too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, and and uh, some of this stuff gets me fired up, bro. I just I, I don't talk trash on the church. I talk trash for the church. Is the way I say it. Well, and that's you, what we need more people willing to actually stand in that 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 gap. I think sometimes to say, hey, you know what? No, this is crap. It's one day a week. No, every damn day is church. Let's live that way. And then Sunday becomes our day of rest to just let the Lord replenish us, refuel us. And then we go out and we do it again for six days. You know what I mean? Man, what is it? The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. But we've turned it the opposite way. And so it's got to be on this day and that day. Like, man, every day is church. And then we take one day. I don't give a crap what day it is. Just take that one day and let God refuel you. Amen. Those, those, those minutia things don't matter. He's there always and he's wanting to be there always. And, and I think that we've, we've kind of conceptualized, theorized and, you know, everything else. And now this, you know, in theory, socialism works. In theory, the Big Bang happened. <laughs> and, actually, and actually, God said it and bang, it happened. So that ain't a theory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, one, of the, one of the things is, is, you know, I don't believe... <clears throat> You know, when, when I'm looking at, you know, and, and, and I've said this before and, and, and I'll say this, you know, it doesn't matter if you're gay, transsexual, whatever, you know what I mean? You're still, you still can have the spirit of Christ in you. You know what I mean? Um, if you, you know, if, if you proclaim it, right? But God used all kinds of people, didn't he? He, I, worked he evil did. Men. He did. But what I don't to understand, do and what I don't understand is, is, is how can you be a Christian and a Democrat? You know what I mean? How can you support a party, you know, how can you support a party that kills babies, <laughs> that does all this stuff, you know what I mean, and, and still call yourself a Christian? Now, do I believe that there's some Christian Democrats? Absolutely. I'm not bagging on that. But if abortion is murder and you're in a party that supports that, I, I have to question What's your guys' thoughts on Bacteria on Mars is life, but a heartbeat's not. Right. Tom McDonald. (laughs) I mean, like, come on, what are we doing? Right. Exactly. 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 
I think the hardest pill for me to swallow is, is a, a Christian liberal. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you can, you can, you know, think liberated, but a Christian liberal is, I mean, it, that just, that is it's Christian socialism. It's kind of the same bucket of like, what are you fishing for, man? So there's there's this thing called Christian socialism, and it is a religious and political philosophy that blends Christianity and socialism, endorsing the left-wing politics and socialist economics on the basis of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus. Many Christian socialists believe that capitalism to be idolatrous and rooted in sin and greed. That is literally a thing, guys. I mean, it, Christian socialism, that's a thing. And, and we want to label it as the woke church. Well, it's Christian socialism. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, I'm sorry, but you know, if you look at it's, it's like I, we were talking earlier, Paul, you know what I mean? Paul, he was a murderer. He was, he was one of those guys, man, where, where it was just like, you know, shipwrecked a few times. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was this, he was that. But when we get persecuted, we want to cry like little girls. Let me ask you guys, do you, do you believe that capitalism is biblical? Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about that either. There wouldn't be a seven-year ju- a, a jubilee on the seventh year if there wasn't a slave working for someone who owned the field. That's true. There wouldn't be slaves work for your masters as though you're working for Christ if there was no such thing as capitalism. In, in a sense, right? Because back then, people think slavery nowadays, and they think like, oh, you know, Jim Crow laws and all this other stuff, when slavery wasn't that way back then. It was, it was also, it was a form of employment, right? And people were accepted into a family and treated with respect, unlike nowadays, where they're, you know, whipping people at the post type mentality. But back then, it was different. And so that, that year of Jubilee, when, when all debts were forgiven, people were set free of any debts or other things, you know, capitalism did exist. And masters were said to, you know, hey, treat your slaves well, do these things, run your house like that. You know, the owner of the field, hey, if you plow that field and you miss a sheave, don't go back for it. Leave it for someone else. Well, somebody had to own that field then. But the, the, the thing is, is people are trying to sell capitalism as a, a downright evil thing when that is ridiculous. The problem is, is evil men have been allowed to, to be uh, progressed and, and grow in this world by manipulation which then leads us back to scripture and, Hey, look, don't get upset and be jealous or covetous because the world will prosper its own. You just keep doing what you need to do. And everybody thinks that they deserve to be a king for no reason when, well, then who's, if everybody's a king and nobody's doing anything, that's like saying everybody's special forces. Then what happened to the military? Who's going to feed the guys? Who's going to truck the water out there? Who's, who's burning the crap in the dumper? (laughs) I mean, like somebody has to do the job and nobody wants to do that job because we all think we should be millionaires. You know, increasing, uh, getting more you know political on it, but increasing minimum wage doesn't help anybody. It's just going to increase. It, they're just going to pass the cost on to you by increasing the cost of your Snickers bar. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's not going to change anything. We need to actually get to a point where, like Scripture, that's why something like I don't agree completely with tithing being paid to a church that's building bigger buildings and campuses. And like, what do you mean campus? When did it become a campus? When, yeah, you know that God was okay with the tent in the middle of nowhere. And when they encased the walls in gold and built Solomon's temple, he said, okay, I'll show up, but you do, you, you forget me piss on this place. I'm out. Yeah. I can, I can do a tent and I'm okay that way. I'm like, man, that's the God that I love. That's, that's my Lord and saviors. I mean, way of doing it. Like, Hey man, I'm good. I'm cool. And that's what we've forgotten. 
we've got mega churches and mega this and, and pastors flying in on helicopters and wearing sh- these things when it's like we have bought into this crap. And so the Bezos and the Zuckerbergs and all these other people getting wealthy instead of allowing God to penetrate our heart and say, hey, look, you know what? If Bernie Sanders is so socialist and whatever, then why aren't you letting homeless people live in your three or four houses and get their jobs and get their lives and get on their feet? Instead, you've got three or four houses while you're sitting there talking about redistributing wealth and all these other things. Like that is the epitome of hypocrisy. And we're buying into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just it's. It's all how the, the media, media is, is one of the worst things out there. You know, media was, was um, policed in, the, in the, uh, the Second World War. You know what I mean? Um, when it was just the radio. You know what I mean? It, but but it was, that was the form of getting the doctrine of whatever out to the people. And now it's even, it's even worse. I mean, it's like... You know, you look at these other news networks and stuff like that, man, and and they're all against, you know, the Republicans, and they're also against Christianity. You know what I mean? So let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? And then you have the right side, and they're for Christianity, they're for this, right? But it's like, okay, well, you're for that, then why aren't you living out your faith? Because it what 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 all this brings into brings into context tithing too. It does. You know what I mean? Like so many people, it's it's easy for me to hand you as a pastor a check and say, I did my part. It gets the responsibilities on you rather than I have a responsibility to contribute to the community around me. And right. I, I, you know, again, you guys check me, challenge me, you know, tell me I'm, I'm off in left field. But I'm someone who says, hey, why don't you take 10 percent and go down and help somebody, you know, buy a cup of coffee, go help a homeless person, you know, not just giving out dollar bills, but go have lunch with them sit down and eat, like take that money and take responsibility yourself because another program, a bigger building, millions and millions of dollars of land in a place like Fresno where I'm at, 500 churches. And this place has not gotten any better. Homelessness is growing. Crime is getting bigger. And it's like, hey, you guys wake up until we invest. And socialism is is that a false idea. We're going to force it to be this way. And it's like, no, you're not. What you're going to do is make people weaker because they won't take responsibility themselves to say, hey, look, I got... 10% and I'm going to go put it into this. I'm going to go buy a bunch of people coffee today and tell them I love them and Jesus loves you too. Or, you know, it sounds stupid, but really giving back and taking that responsibility back into your own heart and, and creating a world like the book of Acts where, hey, the grace of God was so powerfully at work in their hearts that they said, screw this campus, sell it. And let's take that money and start doing something real with it. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, if you look at, you know, a lot of these big mega churches, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's $50 million just to have a big campus. And I'm just like, that could have uh, changed the whole neighborhood. That could have, that could have changed the whole state. Amen, brother. Yeah. I mean, Even if you change a person's life permanently, yep, isn't that one sheep worth it? Yeah. And the, right? the fact is, is that the, these buildings are being built just to have the church go and trap themselves inside of it instead of being out proclaiming, and sharing and having church outside where other people are hearing the message and, and hearing about God's love and Jesus dying for them. You know, they built these walls to keep it contained and keep it closed. It's 
And that's it's, it's, it's all about dogs and strollers, bro. Yeah. A dog yeah. and a stroller rather than put a leash on that thing and let it callous up its paws, man. Walk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe your dog wouldn't be fat and overweight if you wouldn't stop, if you'd stop carrying it and put it in a stroller. Right. We as Christians, that's what we're doing, making luxurious kennels for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Strollers and I know Jesus around, wouldn't man. care about no air conditioning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Guys, we're at the end of our time. Uh, I, I could do this all night. I really, really can, but I don't, I want to be, I want to be mindful of your guys' time and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, um, what a great, great time that we had with you guys, man. Thank you, Richard, for being here. I know you guys was trying to get on and stuff like that. Aaron, love you, man. You're just so, uh, I'm a, I know I'm a little off today. I'm just, uh, I'm dealing with, a, Lord. A, 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 <laughs> I'm dealing with a hurt shoulder right now. And, and, uh, I got, I was taking some uh, one and seven sixteenth steel shafting, 12 foot shafting off uh, off the rack. And I just, I yanked my shoulder really, really bad. So, ouch, but better. It's getting better. So that's all, it's supposed to be good. Uh, I think, what's up? I think the whole viewpoint though of it all, basically what's going on in, is, I mean, we have to accept our responsibility as the church, and there is a lot of things like trapping ourselves in walls on every, on this one day a week, giving our money to uh, uh, a business, a nonprofit to then do what they want with it, which is build bigger buildings. You know, it is essentially allowing all this to go on because if we're doing more work and putting more work into the people around us, the communities around us, they wouldn't be reaching out for a free handout from the government. Right. No, right, right. Agreed. Agreed. When was the last time you saw a poor pastor walking to church? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right here, man. Uh, right here, brother. <laughs> There's short supply, brother. We need people like you. Right here, man. Too many are driving caddies and Lexuses. Yeah, I, I drive a, you know, it's like, uh, me and my friend were talking about it yesterday and I'm like, you know, what do I have to offer somebody? You know what I mean, and she's and she's like looked at me, and I was just like, Jesus, that's it. It's all I have to offer. It's all I want to have to offer. You know what I mean? Um, it's all I have time to offer. And you're in the right place, man, because isn't that what Peter said? Gold and silver I do not have, but what I have I will give you. Amen. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what we need to start start doing again rather than like, oh, you know what? Let me buy you a crutch. You know, people walk into the people walk into the building with crutches and they leave in a wheelchair is what, you know, they think healing is nowadays or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Aaron, why don't you pray us out, my brother? Oh, thank you. <sighs> Father God, I just want to say thank you so very much again that we live in a time and an age and we have technology that we can do these things. I thank you very much for Randy organizing this, and I pray that you would continue to uh, inflame his mind and his heart um, as he seeks to continue to uh, make use of the talents you've given him. I thank you for Richard taking the time to be here and interject his thoughts and, and, and learn and grow with us alongside of us. Um, I pray that your spirit would, would go with him today and your angels would continue to minister and tend to him. And Lord, I, I would pray these things for them as I would pray for myself. And I would pray them for myself as earnestly as I prayed for them. May your spirit be with us. May today be a day of rest and recuperation for us. And uh, Lord, help us. Help us as a nation. Above all, help us as a church. Bring the persecution. Bring the chastisement. For judgment begins in your house. And we are in desperate need of these things. Mm. And uh, Lord, I just want to declare love for you. And I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. Take care. And thank, thank you for everybody for being on, man. And thank you for making this a success. It's all him. God bless you guys. Amen. Take care, guys.